Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros MLB. This is Leading Off Live, brought to you by Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and use that promo code Leading Off when you do. It's me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. That, of course, is the Welsh. And it's you. I see all the peanuts and the Cracker Jacks in the chat live on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's great. Welsh has got the trade video. I believe it, it hasn't dropped yet, but I believe it's dropping any minute now. Soon. When will Soon. now? When will then be now? Soon. 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 That's that's two times we've gotten to use that reference this week, which is great. What's that from? I love that. What's that from? Oh, it's Spaceballs, of course. Thank you very much. Rick only, Moranis only... is so great yeah. in Spaceballs. Rick Moranis is so great, too. I can't think of a bad Rick Moranis movie. You know, I would say, uh, because everyone's going to go to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and stuff like that, or Zoltar or whatever he was in Ghostbusters, but him as Dark Helmet was oh, greatest one thing. of the greatest performances of all time it's an old movie it's my absolute favorite space balls it is great and he is uh, he steals the show in the whole movie because druish princesses love money and power and i have <laughs> both he's just he's just it's there and you don't realize I, every now and then you have to just kind of take the perspective of how big the helmet is and how little of a man yeah. he is it is hysterical like think about it he's in little giants which is amazing he's in ghostbusters he is yeah. in um we were just talked about um, space balls. I mean, the, the whole Rick Moranis canon is pretty like unbelievable. I'm sure there's a ton of movies I'm forgetting too. What's he but... doing? What is he? What's the last thing he's, he's living done? his best life? A couple of years ago, he got knocked out in uh, in New York. Some random person punched him. Just punched him? Yeah, just like punched him. He was assaulted. Oh, Little Shop of Horrors, another Rick Moranis. Oh, that's a looking great here. one. That's a great uh, one. Parenthood, amazing movie with Steve Martin. He's fantastic. My Blue Heaven, another. There's some bad movies here. As I'm looking, there are a few bad ones. Like what? Many? Well, you know, there's some ones that are a little up. You know, like uh, let's see, uh, the Flintstones. But what's the last eh. movie he did? Like how long ago? It's, gotta uh, it's be been a while. He basically kind of semi-retired, but. The man is a national treasure, even though he's Canadian. So I can't. Don't really you never interrupt me when I'm playing with my dolls? <laughs> no, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again, yeah. sir. All right, let's get to the baseball. And uh, I can't believe it. We're getting Bryce Harper. So here yeah. we are. This is happening, Welsh. This is unbelievable. And had I known that we were going to get Bryce Harper this early, I would have drafted him with a second round pick sure. because you know how I felt about Tatis. And I was taking him with practically a first round pick anyway because he was missing two weeks. If I knew Harper was just missing a month, I would have been like, yeah, give him to me in, in, you know, the late second round, early third round, hundred percent. I'm still concerned. I am cautiously optimistic, but what are your thoughts, feelings, emotions about the Harper imminent return here that we're going to get? Yeah, I think it's really big to your point. You know what? We got Tatis in the, what, like, like mid second round, Mm -hmm. knowing we were going to miss the 20 days. If you knew it was going to be like two more weeks, Harper would have probably been, I think like an early third round pick, like somewhere between like, yeah, probably somewhere in there, maybe even scratch right at the top of the, or the end of the second, somewhere in the third. But this is huge though. I think there is a big worry from a lot of people. And I'm actually very curious, Joe, your thought on this. If there is a theoretical sell high moment right now. So just follow me for a second. Obviously you, if you drafted him, especially in redraft, you've sat, you've hung out, you're good to go. But if you're a worrying worrier at all, that he's coming back so early. There's a, a lot what? of people. A worrying, a worrying warrior. Worrying? A worrying like not, warrior. It's like a worry wart, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't even know what that is, a worry wart. But it's if you, because there's a lot of you out there that are just like, oh, those guys are going to get hurt. He's going to be back on the island. I'm, I'm worried. July. Okay, so do you trade him? Because his May. trade value today 
might be one of the absolute high. I mean, obviously, if he goes and performs high, blah, 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 that'd be good. But he's going to be a DH. He's coming back early. I do not feel this way. But I'm curious, would you consider trading him at the highest of level? Almost trading him like a prospect. You know, highest trade values before he plays. Uh, it depends on where I, you know, it depends on what my cost was to get him. Probably I'm just holding now because I'm just loving life that I have him on my roster and we're a month in. And I think, you know, I mean, I agree with this. I agree with all of this. The bat is here. It's exciting. He'll be a DH and everything like yeah. that, but it is a little bit soon. It's a little bit sooner than it's anything a little else, early. but it's impactful. I got multiple teams. I got to put him in my lineup today. It's going to be good for the Phillies That's in great, general yeah. and just ride it. All right, the, the Mets are activating Max Scherzer. He's not going to pitch today, though, because some slight weather concerns. So they just said, let's let's go out tomorrow instead. Uh, so far, Scherzer on the year, 372 ERA, 1.19 whips, 17 Ks to nine walks and in 19 innings. So he's been a little up and down. Uh, Mauricio Dubon, though, was a player on my waiver wire video a few weeks ago, plural. Weeks with an S. Mm. And the guy has just continued to do nothing but hit. Three for five yesterday with a double two runs, uh, a stolen base. I can't tell everybody, it's not like you're going to get power out of this guy, but as long as, especially once Chas McCormick went down, who was also playing well at the time and hitting at the top of this order, he sort of took over in that spot. And Dubon was a player whose roster percentage was so low. And I just said, look, add this guy, at least in the stopgap, you've got a great opportunity here to get some runs scored. you got a great opportunity to get some batting average, which is a hard thing to find. So Dubon has been terrific this year. One of the, I think, unsung heroes of uh, the, at least the Houston Astros lineup. Well, and the ability to lead off, you know, the Astros mm -hmm. are always looking for a guy to lead off. He's fast. He makes contact. It's just a good environment for him to score a lot of runs as well. So, yeah, I think he's sneaky. He's sneaky. And the Astros just want to, like, stick a guy there and just not worry about it anymore. That's what they try to do with Jeremy Pena. Devon might be it. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, a fun bit of news. Another day, another young starting pitcher, Bryce Miller. So we're getting Miller versus Miller today, which is really yeah, exciting. Miller time. It's, it's going to be enormous Miller time. So far in 2023, a double A again, making the jump here. Bryce Miller from double A, right? Oh, is that my looking at the wrong stats here? No, no, you're right about this. You know, oh, because yeah. Bryce, yeah, Bryce. And by the way, if you remember, Bryce is like the very first guy I spoke to in right. spring training. This was right. one of those guys I was able to chat with. Um, during spring, he he was so good. Like, he was fooling the major leaguers on this team. But, you know, obviously they had their roster set. They wanted to send him down. I don't know why they put him at double A. He didn't perform well, which made I was going to say, the ERA has been terrible. He's a six yeah. ERA. So, and they keep saying they want to get, quote, an extended look at him. So, this is a little perplexing because a lot of people are looking, again, for more pitching because we have these pitching injuries. So, this jump to double A after the spring performance and the bad double A, do you think this is just sulking for him a little bit? What do you mean? In other words, like you expected maybe to be a triple A this year, maybe expected, you know, if, if he performed well in the spring, things would go better. The fact he's been at double A, do you think that he's been disappointed? And he's kind of taking that personally and that's hence the oh, poor performance. No, he he's actually like, he's a super like, what's up bro? It's like chill type of dude. He is okay. a total cool cucumber uh, to the fullest. So I don't think so at all. What I do think is interesting and I wonder, and I didn't really like look into it is if, there was a thought, and think about this for a second. Obviously, the the Mariners AAA plays PCL, and maybe mm -hmm. they didn't want to put their pitchers in that environment. <laughs> and they've got all their top prospects for AA, Bryce Miller, Dollard, uh, Emerson Hancock, uh, Prelander. So maybe the environment that they wanted their pitchers to be in was in a AA environment and not kind of set them back in AAA. Just a thought here. But Bryce Miller almost had a rotation spot coming out of spring, and he's the guy that... 
he had did he did what everybody else did. He kind of scrapped a traditional slider and he turned into a gyro and a sweeper. And he had actually said that the, I think it was the sweeper he's more comfortable with right now. And then you've also got that gyro. So you've got two points of a slider, a great fastball. This guy has a awesome arsenal. And I actually think he's going to surprise. And, you know, maybe I'm just a little like, ooh, because I've been around him much. I think he outperforms uh, the other Miller Mason Maybe. Miller tonight. And well, I, I'm, a big, a I'm a big speculate on Bryce Miller guy right now. I would pick him up. He's going to get a little bit of a run here. A lot of questions, too, I see about Matthew Libertor in the chat. I mean, look, I told you two weeks ago to add this guy. I mean, you should be adding him without a doubt. And by now, he's still, I mean, the Ross percentage is still low. So you should definitely go out there and acquire him. Here's an interesting one, too. The Twins activated Alex Kirilov from the 10-day IL yesterday. And the option of the AAA, which we kind of talked about was going to happen. Yeah. At AAA, hitting 316 with four dingers, two steals in 11 games this year. Should people be adding Alex Kirilov? Because he's another guy that I think might make my waiver wire video once I kind of look at some of the, the across-the-board roster percentages of him. I mean, yeah. Like, I want to say yeah because I'm a stupid believer in him still. But I, just I mean, would you rather be is. throwing – I mean, think about this, like Aaron Judge went on the IL, right? We'll talk about that in a second. Obviously, that's yeah. a very big deal. We were saving that for the injury quotient. There's a lot of big injuries to get to. But like you're trying to plug that spot right now. Kirilov is up enough time to help with that? No, but see, that's my problem. It's like right. I, I don't see where the spot is. I, he, he, Someone has to go down for the Twins for him to come back up, and it's got to be very specific. It's going to have to be like a left fielder, uh, a DH first base. It'd have to be mm. Gallo again. So I just I don't see where the spot's going to come from because of, I guess you could say, is like his lack of versatility right now because Larnick's not giving up any time. Gallo's been actually a hot bat. So like I want him. I just don't know when it's going to happen. And I just don't know what the translation's going to be. So as cool as it is, I probably would go in different directions with guys that are still crazy under 50% owned in so many leagues. I mean, the, the amount of Swinsky not being owned is absurd to me. So um, yeah. I would probably pass on Kirilov until like the moment someone is injured, then you could bring him up. Cause I just think it'd be like holding on to him too long. Uh, Adam Wainwright uh, coming back from the groin injury, nine strikeouts and five and two thirds on Sunday for him, by the way, in that final tune up start. So he should be, uh, no. He could be floating around in some leagues right now, undrafted. Uh, now, let's get to the meat and potatoes here because the Astros rotation has taken – it's been a bad couple of days. It's been a bad week for the Astros rotation. Mm-hmm. On Monday's show, we were just talking about like, man, they got Hunter Brown and they've got Christian Javier and they're doing Framber Valdez. They're starting to look really good. And then Garcia gets hurt, uh, removed from the start last uh, – Eight pitches Angels. into Eight that. Pitches I was watching that game it. because I took yeah. the inverse. If everybody listened on the betting yeah. side, I take the Giants plus five through the first five that cashed. But I was mm-hmm. paying attention. I saw Garcia come out and I was like, oh, we're going to take this. And then they gave up a run and then they got it all back. But that was really worrisome because eight pitches in did not look good. And it's it's on the lines of like the DeGrom. You know, anytime you're hitting these arm injuries, you're just it's like, good. okay, well, we're done. Well, and and on top of that, Yaquiti is on the 15 AIL with the shoulder issue. So you got one with an elbow, one with a shoulder. Both are very concerning. Where do the Astros go here for starting pitching? Because it's a good team. And look, Hunter Brown's been very fruitful. So who's next man up for them in your opinion? Well, um, as weird as it might sound, it actually might be Forrest Whitley time. I mean, I, I'm having a hard time figuring That's out where what I thought go. the answer would be, too. And I wanted to hear someone else say it besides me. <laughs> well, they've got uh, I think it's J.P. France that's out there. That could be someone that, you know, they could go down that road because I think he's been pretty decent. The problem is, is um, Whitley 
really bad ERA so far, but underlying metrics as far as like strikeouts have been there. But the yeah, as I'm looking, the walk totals are high, the home run totals are high. I just mm-hmm. don't know if they would if they would ensure any trust in putting him out there. Um, um, you know what? I just don't know if I would speculate regardless, even if it's one of those guys, even if it's like France or Whitley, I don't know if I would want to be carrying or holding on to either of those guys. I now those are have PCL to go numbers out there. So his six ERA, unlike Bryce Miller's six ERA yeah. is actually from the PCL. So that's one yeah, thing to, to say about. And his XFIP's a little bit better. It's like 584, mm-hmm. but the home run numbers are pretty alarming. Uh, not leaving anybody on base. And he's yeah. walking four. I just, oh, man, I don't know. That's a good, it's a great question. I just don't think it matters. Well, because they they've got two. It's not Honestly, option. if you can grab both those guys for nothing and wait and find out, because there's two spots. So I, it almost is like if you have the roster depth to do it in a deeper league, you add the two, you see what's going on, and hopefully one of them is good. And there, there's going to be opportunity here. There's two open spots in the rotation there. Uh, this is another Eric, one of those teams, though, that it's like we talked about this with the Mariners, where it's like mm-hmm. um, if they could start to get aggressive with anybody, I feel like the Astros would might want to give a call around. Like we talked about Eduardo Rodriguez, oh, Eduardo someone Rodriguez I'll talk about be... in the trade video, uh, but also the White Sox. You know, that's a team that everybody's kind of looking at uh, maybe moving. Just they could probably use like anything than what they have right now. These back to back injuries. If I'm the Astros, I'm on the phone to Detroit today. Uh, because there's no way you're getting both of these guys. Like, there's no way you're not getting negative news on at least one of them. When yeah, we're talking like after the year kind of thing. Like, it just feels like one of those situations potentially. Rodriguez would be a huge get for them. And look, they've still got some pieces in order to to move. I mean, I know they're not quite you know as stacked as they used to be, but the Astros still have some pieces that they can get the job like that done. Uh, the Aaron Judge. 10-day IL stint retroactive to the 28th with a right hip strain. Uh, here's the Yankee order tonight. You ready for this, Welsh? Anthony right. Volpe, Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Gleber Torres. No, just Gleber Torres. <laughs> DJ LeMayhew, Willie Calhoun, Harrison Bader, Oswaldo Guerrera, IKF, and Kyle Higashioka. This feels like something the Tigers would be running out. Like, this is not good, Welsh. Like, this is a rough... This is not the Yankees lineup right here. And Tanner Bybee's on the mound tonight, by the way. They could use a couple Tonys in there with their Anthonys as well. A couple more Tonys would be good. I mean, I like Bybee a lot tonight. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's The depth has not been good. They've got this slew of rookies that they're putting out there, but with some garbagey type of player. It's actually amazing to me. I was thinking, like, you see these videos of the Padres winning and, like, Rugnit Odor is in the background, and then the Yankees are trotting out, like, Willie Calhoun. Like, I can't believe these guys are still in Major League Baseball. But, yeah, the Yankees need some help. I like this one. Wonky says, send Lance Lynn to Houston. Yes, please. Let's go. Yeah, get, that's get that's out of the White Sox. About. Just just get out of there. Um, that it's just crazy right now. I could see I, the Astros moving someone like uh Pedro Leon and then like uh, you know, because White Sox love the Cuban players, and then maybe like a pitcher and then getting Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the what would the White Sox be holding on to anymore. So that that actually might be it. There might be a fit there, but God knows when the hell these trades start going down. <laughs> Wonky saying that's not an actual lineup. Uh, yes, it is. It's on Fantasy Labs right now, and I'm looking at it. So I mean, hey, that's that's what the projected lineup's going to be. But it's uh, it's been a rough year for them. Also, uh, a rough day, at least for Ronald Acuna. He got blasted in the shoulder by a pitch. I shouldn't laugh. It's sad. He got hurt. Yeah, why are you uh, laughing about that? He I don't know. I guess because I'm a Mets got... fan, and you know, Ronald Acuna has been killing them for years now, and somebody finally just you know. Threw one high and tight on him. It nailed him. So, I mean, this is, this is what they used to do back in the day. Back in my day, they used to throw inside on guys, but nobody gets out of the way. Everyone's jumping in the plate because nobody fears anybody. You know, Pedro Martinez was a great pitcher. But part of the reason Pedro Martinez was such a great pitcher because you were intimidated and afraid. 
He was going to back you off the plate. He was going to dust you if he had to. You don't see any fear nowadays with a. I mean, is there a pitcher in your opinion? Sure. Maybe a Scherzer or somebody yep. like that, like that really that pitches inside or that you fear a little bit if you're a hitter. I don't think there's anybody out there that's intimidating. Um, it's Scher- Scherzer's number one. Scherzer's number one for me too, but people forget like yeah. Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez. Yes, they were great at their craft, but part of their craft was that intimidation factor. And these guys get plunked sometimes because they just don't see it coming because they have no fear whatsoever of anybody throwing inside on them. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like any other guys. I mean, you know, pinpoint accuracy. There's there's a lot of focus on. I mean, how many guys do you really look at these days also and look and see that like Maddox-esque uh, command of the zone? I think there's less of those guys. There's guy. I'm not trying to say that everyone's a thrower now, but the art of pitching also has become a lot more about um eye deception and fooling where it's going than it is pinpointing points in the zone. Mm-hmm. Not to say the guys don't do it, but that's probably a part of it because guys are like, yeah, well, you know, I can't hit the zone, but I can spin this 3000 and right. this is going to screw with everyone's eyes. So I think there's a little bit less trust in that. That's just you, not a part of the game anymore. There is nothing more terrifying when you get up to the plate, knowing somebody is going to throw inside on you. Like yeah. even at the high school level, you knew, you knew kids of certain teams and some of you were playing some of those higher level travel teams. Like you knew some of those guys out there. If you're playing a couple rounds with them, you're like, yeah, you would have watched this guy a little bit. Or how about yeah. like an MLB, the show, like, like I did it last night to Bogman playing like old school <laughs> baseball. Someone hits a Homer and then they throw you it plunk in. The nice guy. Little, yeah. Oh, I let's go. Did it. Yeah. I had something happening and Bogman had Ricky Henderson in. I plunked Ricky right away. I don't care if he's on base. I'm going to let him know what's nice. up. You yeah. can have Ricky Henderson. That's great. That's fun. I, I, I had Ernie fun. Banks. Crush this the, summer, I will get it gone. so I can hang out and play. The, play ah, get it now. Come on. Let's get going. I can't. I am coaching football. I'm writing another black book. I got no time. Maybe in June. That's the best I can do for you. Best I can do is June. Carlos Carrasco on track to return next week. So all the Mets pitchers are coming back. Verlander's coming back. Scherzer's coming back. Carrasco's coming back. We'll see how it all goes down. Uh, Luis Severino also set to rejoin the rotation in the next mm-hmm. two to three weeks. So he's going to be I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, well, Herman was very good yesterday. Not that they did anything with it, but what are you going to do? Three up and three down from yesterday. Mookie bets three for five with a homer, a double three ribbies uh, in a big win over the Phillies. Uh, we targeted them yesterday. He said, Taiwan Walker, let's go against him. Fernando Tatis Jr., three for five with a run scored over the Reds. And speaking of the Reds, can we talk about Nick Senzel, three for four with a homer. What the hell's going on here? Um, you want to talk about post, 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 post hype sleeper is Nick Senzel figured it out or is this just, we've stepped into like the upside down here. What's going uh, on? I mean, if there is something I'm getting wrong this year, it is giving the proper attribution to players that are turning around because what year is this? Cody Bellinger looks Kelnick. elite. Jared Kelnick looks better than Julio right now. And Nick Senzel <laughs> is going back. This is the wild world of prospects that didn't work out. And it's actually uh-huh. happening. Uh, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't. My problem with Nick Senzel at the end of the day is I don't actually think he'll ever be a great counting stats player. Bellinger, huge homer, steals bases. Kelnick, kind of the right. same thing. I think Nick Senzel, great if he's feeling it and he's starting to hit better. This is awesome. I still think he's like Senzel's more maybe of a points a, league guy to me. Maybe a 15-15 guy. Yeah, maybe. but he's yeah, but maybe. He, he was a more of a points league guy. And it's so funny because coming in that draft class, and usually I'm pretty good on this stuff. That was the guy that I thought was the most major league ready. That was the guy that I thought was a really yeah. polished college hitter who was going to come in and he was just going to be a good major leaguer. Like I didn't think he was going to be superstar, but I thought he was the quickest riser. And I know I'm not the only one. Jonathan Mayo, I actually had on my show talking about the same exact thing, and he agreed with me. It's one of those rare prospects that I was completely wrong about and maybe there's still time but 
I but mean, also, this has been a fun ride here for the last the, week. The only thing that might be different about him than like if we if we just want to use like Kelnick as like the bar here. Um, I know a lot of people. Anytime any prospect is not good, everyone puts Joe Adele in the chat and stuff. But the the difference is, well, he's is like, been good this year in the minor leagues too. He's been fine. He's still doing yeah. his stuff. Um, yeah. Nixon Zell is just always hurt. He's consistently hurt. Yeah. So think about the maturation time, the time missed to fix mm -hmm. and work through and become a better player. Look at Jerry Duran right thing now. About Buxton Welsh. Buxton yeah, was the yeah. same thing. He was hurt every single year. And I always thought that was for a guy who was more athlete than baseball player. Those developmental years were essential. I think it's why he never became, as I said, my comp for him was going to be Eric Davis. If he figured it out. But well, and it took a little bit. It took a little there. while. But like, look at Jaron Duran right now. Jaron Duran has yeah, had what you would call like a couple rough years. He's looks phenomenal right now. He's completely changed his approach. He's hitting lefties like crazy. He's hitting both sides of the plate. He's showing power because he's more comfortable. And that was a little bit more consistent time, though. He was sent up and down. Nixon Zell is like, like hurts his ankle. He's got like a little headache. He breaks something. It's always hurt. He's always out. He's always missing games. The consistency of learning has kind of escaped him. And then, you know, you have to piece together what might take a guy you know 150 games you know over one season or two seasons it's taken him like 250 over like four seasons so that's kind of a little bit of the difference so yeah i'm 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 open to the possibility that he is back but i still see him as like a 15 15 type of guy all right here are some of the downs from yesterday taiwan walker again eight earned runs you three and a third luke weaver not good nine yeah. hits four earned runs he is his era is at seven eight eight walkers at six nine one and jose barrios there we go. We got it, hey, right? Briost. There he is. There he is. I see you. I see the real Jose. I see you with the five innings, the five and a third, 11 hits, five earned, two dingers he gave up there. What a disaster. What a hot mess. You know, like he is a, I don't like to throw this around, but he's disappointing. Just disappointing. Like what oh, that wait, guy you're could parent? You're like, I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm mad and disappointed. If I could be both of those things, you know, what doesn't make me mad actually, which rarely disappointing prize picks that's right use the promo code leading off sign up today get 100 deposit match up to 100 again download the app for prize picks go to prizepicks.com or again whenever you go and do it go use the promo code leading off have some fun make some prize picks uh welsh prize picking for me today i've got joey lucchese how you doing hey. four and a half k's over joe ryan six k's over zach gallon seven k's over i'm going over all over the place today is a great day for betting I've got so many bets out there today. I, mm. I'm telling you, it's you know, yesterday was blah. Today is the opposite. It's a today, good strikeout like, day. There's a lot of good strikeouts oh, out there. Too. God, I'm so invested today. Let's go. What do you got for the people? All right. Uh, so what have I put together here? I have got on the prize picks today. Uh, speaking of strikeouts, Hunter Brown and Sandy Alcantara combo strikeouts at 12 and a half. I'm going to take the over on that because I very much like Hunter Brown today and I like Alcantara both on separate bets. I'm going with Wander Franco score seven and a half little heater and Joe Ryan score 37 and a half. And I think he has hit that number three or four out of the last five and it's going up against white Sox, which i'm attacking at all times so that is my uh three picks even though you can go up to five on price picks if you want those are my three 20 to 100 cash it baby let's cash yesterday cash the, the stupid uh the stupid first run homers the only thing that killed me with um stupid what's his name uh i'll never forget pitcher. i completely forget the stupid giants pitcher yesterday stripling uh, ross stripling ross oh, stripling right, giving ross up stripling that first inning run um Join the betting group, everybody. Bettingpros.com slash leading off because I want to tell everybody the uh, the winner uh, for the month of April, uh, very 
very proud of this person. Uh, it's me. <laughs> uh, I had the highest winning win? percentage, uh, by the way, for the month of April. But uh, the best ROI belongs to Mikeda. Uh, Mikeda won. So mm. I don't know if it's Mikeda won, Mikiata won. I don't know how to say it, but Mick, you won. Put, Congratulations. Your, put your fingers out. Hey, Mikeda won. So, so Mick, what we need you to do is reach out to us, um, hit up Mike Mayer. Uh, we were going to take care of you, get you some nice things here, maybe a little betting pro something or something. We'll see. But we uh, congratulations, the month of April, 12 and a half return on investment. Very good. Um, 63.2% uh, percent winning percentage for him. Very good as well. Uh, I was at 17%, so a little higher for me. And right behind him at winning percentage was 61.2 for the month of April. Uh, so congratulations to Makeda. One uh let's get in touch with uh obviously you're you're watching the shows you're hanging out with us we're gonna get you in touch with mike mayor we're gonna have you reach out to you and we're gonna get you something nice there so i encourage everybody month of may just started come get on the wagon today i got so many bets welsh oh i got uh, so many bets joey lucchese i said over four and a half you get a minus 109 stram five and a half k's gonna go the over here i know betting pros is saying the under but he's been really good and the lefties with the Dodgers sometimes give them a little bit of trouble. Hunter Brown, six and a half uh, strikeouts. I know betting pros are saying the under against San Fran. I think it can go the over. I really, I'm over on everybody today. It's so many strikeouts today, Welsh. Four and a half for Bryce Elder. Such a small number. Got to go the over on that one. Tanner Bybee, just four and a half. I got to go the over. It's just a small number. Zach Gallon, six and a half over. The guy's been dominant. Texas strikes out a ton. And Joe Ryan's at five and a half. You can get that. In some spots right now, over on betting pros, five and a half—that's absurd. Go get that. Uh, so again, it's it's a day of overs and strikeouts. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, basically out there. I think I'm gonna go six for eight today on these overs. That's what I think. That's wow. my prediction. What do you think, Welsh? What what do you guys you got uh, out there for betting wise today? By the way, may even mention it. It's even mm -hmm. on the sheet here. I was third in both winning percentage and That's ROI right. for everybody yes, to are. know. So on I both apologize. sides of that for last month. Uh, I would have been much higher too if we just could have tracked my team total runs through the first five. We'll get there. Uh, but today I do have one of those. But I'm going to start with the case. I am 100% with you on Hunter Brown strikeouts. I took it as a straight up bet. So six and a half over. Mwah. I'm taking Sandy Alcantara and Tanner Bybee, and I'm pairing them together, and I'm getting plus 200. Uh, definitely comfortable putting them separate if you can find the right juice, which I'm not 100% sure, so that's why I paired them together. So San Now, I did see Sandy at 6.5 in some places, so I did this last night. Sandy 5.5, Bybee 5.5, both over comboed. Mm -hmm. And then my team total run play so far today, the only one I've locked in is Minnesota 2.5 um, over through the first five against Chicago. I'm actually doing that again just because it is Michael Kopech, and he has been a luck. And uh, mm -hmm. hopefully yep. I'll have a few other bets that'll be out there, but make Love sure that, that everybody joins up on the uh, on the betting pros group. Love Ryan today. And also, I, I think Bybee and the uh, Cleveland Guardians can beat Garrett Cole tonight. That's right. They mm -hmm. are... Big underdogs tonight, and Bybee looked real line? good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. and Cole's fantastic, but I think at a certain point, when you look at the offense of the bullpen, can they get him enough runs? That's the question. And can That's Bybee true. go out there and throw another gem like he did last time? It's enough of an underdog that I'm on it. Uh, the other thing I'm on, which is really cool. In fact, I was watching a bunch of videos. I got stuck in a rabbit hole of watching some guy just opened up old baseball card packs. I don't know how I got into this last night. Just started watching it. I was just flipping through and there's a thing. And I started watching all the videos. It was hilarious. Like, you know, packs from the eighties and nineties. But if you like 
that sort of feel. Then you're going to love So Rare. So Rare is an incredible, fun way to get out there. It's free-to-play fantasy baseball game with digital licensed cards from all 30 major league teams. Head to fantasypros.com slash collect today. Start building your rosters. Start playing. Again, it's free. Go check it out. Fantasypros.com slash collect. So rare for MLB. The next era is yours. Now, for DFS today, uh, <clears throat> Joey Lacazie is cheap. Tanner Bybee is cheap as an oppo play. It's only an oppo play for tournaments. Joe Ryan at 11K is cheaper than Zach Gowan at 11.8. Uh, Hunter Brown's cheaper than both at 10.2, and Matt Stram is another one, 8.6. You've got Minnesota, Toronto, and the New York Mets today in terms of stacks. Jose Abreu is cheap at 2.5. Brett Beatty is cheap at 2.4. Those are some guys you can get in the lineups. And uh, for the home run call today, I'm going with Pete Alonzo. I'm going to go with the polar bear. I'm a little ice cold. So I figure, you know, if I'm going to be ice cold, I might as well hang out with the polar bear. Your thoughts? Who's the home run uh, call for the day? I was torn. I got two choices in my head, and I'm actually going with the second choice. So that means Cody no. Bellinger's going to hit a homer tonight because I wanted to <laughs> pick him. Uh, but it's, it's also one of those, like, he's been so hot. It's like, he can't keep hitting homers. I'm actually going to go with Ryan Mountcastle uh, going up against Ryan Yarborough and the Royals. So give me Ryan Mountcastle for the home run call today, even though Bellinger was calling my name. All right. And the home run board is a good one again. Prime time. Up at the top at 14, BHB at 12, and then you got a bunch of other folks. Zerto up to 11, so Zerto's moving up that chain. Razor's at 11, Callison's at 11, and a bunch of folks with 10 as well. Go to fansbros.com slash Discord in order to join that. Don't forget to leave a comment below if you're watching on the YouTube, and you can win a one-year premium upgrade to Fantasy Pros. That's right. It's going to help you through baseball season, through football season, through all the seasons of your life. The Fantasy Pros Premium Upgrade is there for you. Or just go to FantasyPros.com, go premium, then join the Discord, FantasyPros.com slash chat, and go make some home run calls. And we love everybody hanging out with the wagering stuff, too. That group has grown significantly over the first month. Again, you don't have to make wagers. You just have to go and join us and make picks. It's a fun thing to do, so go out there and do it. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow to talk about all the many things and hopefully a lot of strikeouts. That's what I want to talk about, Welsh. Lots of Ks on the board today, and hopefully we'll free Brandon Font at some point. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on for the Welsh. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Peace. Later. <laughs>